This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermeer, and this is episode 47. Today we're going to be talking about fan school, and I have a guest today, Eric Nelson. Eric, welcome. Hey, everybody! Happy to be here. Thanks. So I first discovered Eric and his uh, online game, which is Fan School, uh, about three years ago when he brought it to the internet. I follow many teachers who are using whatever is cutting edge and fun and usually something very techy. And obviously somebody that I was following wrote about this and I was curious and I started to have a look and I think I must have been one of his first users and I started using it in my co-op classes and also online. He has a free version, which we'll explain to you about later and a paid version. I quickly got um, to need more than just the free version and I don't spend money easily but I did I spend and I have been spending ever since I have been buying the paid version because I love this so much you though will be able to use the free version and that's why I've asked Eric to come on here today to tell you all about it and get you as excited with his product as I am so Eric start at the beginning explain where you got the idea and how it has developed to what it is now yeah. Uh, thanks for that intro. That's a good one. Uh, so it started in my uh, high school social studies classroom, uh, sort of out of a frustration that my students were incredibly connected via cell phones, internet, all sorts of stuff, but weren't really developing any uh, sort of uh, positive current events habits. And uh, what I realized in that uh, frustration <laughs> when I was lesson planning as a teacher the, the nights before I, w I was thinking about a lesson, I would often distract myself with my fantasy football team. And it was in that mindset uh, that I sort of realized how much news was embedded in the game and how much I was going to other places to research, you know, who I should start the next day or, or what was going to be happening or what ha happened in those football games. And so I thought, I wonder if we could, you know, if I could do this with countries and uh, we could score the news. And so that's what I did. And then uh, other teachers just wanted to keep playing it. And uh, we've developed a platform now that you can uh, draft countries and US states and we score news and also the tone of that news so that you can get a feel for uh, the countries that are doing good things in the world uh, as opposed to uh, some negative things that often are featured in the news. And so that's how it started and, and it uh, continues to grow and we're, we're thinking about doing some uh, cool new stuff in, in the very near future. So let's go back to these two games. So as you said, you've got two different versions. I use both of these. I use the one for countries in my um, online and my live co-op geography classes. So if you're a geography teacher at a co-op, I would strongly suggest you look into using this if you can use some tech in, in your co-op. Um, and I use their other one, the fan politics in my government class. 
And then I also use them, I've managed to make it work so I can even use them online. But you can also use these even in your families if you've got enough children or you could use them in a, a homeschool group, you could get together and you could do all the fun. So you want to explain to them first of all how you go about with the draft because this creates a lot of fun and energy. Yes. Uh, so the idea is that you're drafting countries rather than football players and you get points for news. So uh, the way the way our fan games works, we also do some uh, sort of event-based games like March Madness contests for uh, events that matter, like elections and Olympics. But I'm talking here about these fan games, which are sort of fantasy football-like leagues for countries and states. Uh, so what happens is you, you get together in a group, and, and this can be either in person, it's usually in person, but you can also do it online through various technologies that exist now. Uh, but everybody goes through and you select the country. So if you have the first pick, in, in round one, you select the country, and then the next person, that country uh, goes off the board, if you will, and then the next person selects uh, an available country, so you're sort of interacting with geography that way as well. Uh, and then the second round will happen. The last player in the first round will have the first pick in the second round. It's called a snake draft. Right. And, uh, by that time, all of the, you have a bunch of countries that everybody's learning about and playing with. Right. And at the beginning, everybody wants the same countries. And so there's a huge disappointment when somebody gets, um, and it's all random as to who goes first in the draft. You just kind of, you hit the button and it tells you who's going to go next when somebody steals their country. And so there's, there's just a lot of fun and drama as they do it. And then once they actually have, I, I normally have um, the students pick either three or four uh, countries depending on the size of the classes just because it takes quite a while to get each of them to come up and pick the next one mm -hmm. once they actually have that draft i i usually play for about 12 weeks i will do it for most of the semester um what is going to give them points to put their team ahead so say for instance they've drafted uh canada germany afghanistan and indonesia what is going to affect their score? Yeah, that's so the team that you just mentioned is pretty good, which, which, <laughs> might, indicate, which might indicate um, uh, you, you should have uh, put more uh, preparation into the draft. So the first, the first step is, uh, you know, whoever's like most prepared for the draft, especially in the second and third rounds when, when a lot of the, you know, the top countries uh, based on how they're scored are taken, if you're like really prepared about knowing, for instance, that Indonesia has an election coming up, uh, that's super helpful information because you know Indonesia's probably gonna score more points there and if you can score them, if you can snag them in, in the third round, that would be very helpful. So the idea is whoever becomes most aware of what's happening in the world, uh, as well as how the game works, uh, wins after they start adjusting their lineup. So you really wanna have, just in, like in any uh, fantasy sports game, you really wanna have a good draft which requires preparation and also preparation in, in the rounds where, you know, most people or many people might not know as much in those later rounds about uh, other countries, for instance. Right. So the point of this game really is to get the kids interacting with 
geography that is happening real life and yes. um everything that i try to do in all my classes whether it's the two i've mentioned or any of the others is to make it real for for students it's mm -hmm. pointless than just learning out of a textbook about a whole bunch of countries they may never visit and it's just on paper this will take them beyond that to actually see what's happening in those countries it will make them be connected and they will actually learn some of what's happening outside of their own little bubble that they're living in um, and the kids can also you can maybe also explain to them if they decide that they have selected something that's uh, really not doing anything much for them maybe they've picked Mozambique and it's really not scoring them any points um, what can they do about that uh, yes that's a good question uh, uh, change your lineup is one thing so uh, we have a uh, not only a trends map that they can click around on the idea here is also to just keep students curious about the world um, so so we're trying to not uh, you know uh, assassinate discovery if you will but uh, but keep them clicking on stuff that matters so every click that they make in the in the app will lead to some sort of news or lead to some sort of information so you can use our trends map you can click around on the different colors set kind of see what's trending in the news uh, and, and positively, and then use the league map, map to adjust your team. So we're always getting them to interact with geography. Uh, but another way that teachers have sort of done this, right, if you want to learn about countries that maybe aren't as in the news as much, uh, we've had teachers play low score wins, like golf scores. Right. Uh, a really interesting way to, to get at that. So I used to draft in my U.S. history classes uh, just Cold War countries, for instance. So we could learn about the, you, sort of, you have to do this manually. Uh, but we had a great uh, Cold War map in our textbook that said these were the places where the Cold War was hot. And so I used that and we just drafted Cold War countries, for instance, and then we learned about the legacy of, of the Cold War through news, current news there. So there are all sorts of ideas and ways that you can use it, but low score wins is, is another good way to do that. Adjusting your lineup based on research always helps. I may choose to do it that way this time around, just to mix things up. Um, maybe I'll do it both ways. I'll do it both semesters. I'll do it because geography is the whole year. Maybe I'll do high school for the first semester and low school for the second. That's actually, I think, as I'm listening to you speaking, I think I'm adapting what I teach. Yeah, you can, you can run as many games as you want uh, for as long as time periods as you want too, which is... Right, which is fun because they can keep watching. Now, maybe just want to explain how does the scoring happen? I mean, what... You know, it, it happens automatically, I will tell you this, that the kids will just go online and have a look and the score will be there. So uh, you don't have to do anything about it. The game does it all behind the scenes. But where is it getting its information from to decide who gets what score? Yeah, so we're, we're getting this from the world's open data. Uh, and so the, the mission of Fan School has, has become to take the world's open data and turn it into scoring metrics as understandable as batting average for students. Um, and we're also kind of thinking now about how to gamify actions um, on the side. But uh, we're, we're using uh, APIs from sources like the New York Times, as well as uh, from a website called gdelt.org. It's the global database of events, language, and tone. Um, but essentially, we're, we're monitoring the world's open, legitimate news sources, uh, established news sources, and um, scoring them in a in a couple of categories mentions is one so every time your country gets mentioned in the news it scores a point and then tone is the other one so 
Um, there's this scale, picture a, a collaboration through conflict scale, top to bottom. And so we can actually score countries based on machine reading, you know, 25 of the world's open newspapers. And, and we can tell uh, based on those news articles whether or not a country, for instance, is supplying economic aid, which scores very positively, or is uh, conducting, for instance, genocide, which obviously scores very negatively. Right. Um, and then it's just, you mentioned briefly your Olympic game, which I have done with my students too. How does that differ from your main fan school games? Yeah, so, so part of the mission of fan school is to just, uh, everybody gets so excited around the March Madness uh, tournament, and we want to uh, sort of uh, create that culture around learning as well. And so there are all these events, just like March Madness, that really matter. You know, one of them's elections, uh, another one is Olympics. And so uh, we started these uh, event-based games to kind of uh, get everybody excited about learning through these big events. So the election, or excuse me, the Olympic game, uh, the Olympic challenge, we call these challenge games, works the same way. Uh, you're using a map, but you're drafting countries that you think will win the most medals or score the most news. And you're basically... Uh, submitting your predictions before the event starts and then interacting with those predictions as you experience the event and engage with the event uh, to learn more during the event. Right. They're, they're fun. I've used both the Olympic and the um, election ones and students in the class that win, they get extra credit. So they really do all try because it's an easy way to get points. Eric, just to finish off, do you want to just give us a little teaser as to things that are coming in the future? Yeah, we're, we're uh, so since I was a teacher, uh, sort of developing this idea for other teachers to use, uh, we've heard from uh, some really, really interesting, engaging teachers uh, about another idea about how to maybe uh, gamify actions. And so uh, one of the things that we're thinking about is, is how to get students sort of involved in the political process. And there are a couple of teachers from Kansas uh, who are doing some really cool things with uh, uh, getting students out to, for instance, school board meetings and city council meetings, or even taking, you know, carpooling with their friends to sporting events and giving them a, sort of a civic badge or medal for that. And so uh, one of the things we're thinking about is not just how to turn the world's open data into scoring metrics, uh, but also how to, how to gamify actions and sort of uh, recognize students for getting involved in things like the political process. Um, I know you do, you do really cool uh, stuff with, with college, but we're just sort of thinking about how to uh, use maps and use the world's open data to do that. And also uh, we're, we're producing some science games at the moment um, that uh, will hopefully be pretty cool versions of what we already have in the social studies. Right. So my listeners out there, you want to go to my show notes, which is always at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Look for episode 47. I will have links to Eric's site, or you can just go and Google fan school, literally F-A-N school. Um, but the links will be there. Go sign up for his newsletter and sign your, your kids up to actually try out some of these things. If you you maybe go to your co-op, suggest they add it in. If you're a co-op teacher, start using them or sign your children up for my classes. And I'm going to give you a coupon to encourage you to perhaps think of signing your high schoolers up for either my government or my geography class, which these games are part of it. And they will get to compete against other students all around America. And if they use the 
the code FANSCHOOL is going to give you 10% discount in either of those two classes. Again, I'm not going to be putting this coupon on the show notes. This is just a special deal for those of you who've actually listened to the show. So it will be available until the uh, 20th of August. Yes, I'm going to give it, it's going to work until the 20th of August. So don't delay, go along and put in fan school to get 10% discount. Well, Eric, thank you so much for coming and sharing with us. I am very excited to hear everything that's coming in future. Thanks for having me. I'd love to be in your classes. I look forward to uh, following along what you guys are doing. It sounds like a ton of fun. Right. And thank you all for listening in again. As always, I would appreciate a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll see you again, same time next week here again. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.